Amen. So we're just going to release Jenny now to bring her word today. She's my favorite wife. <laughs> Got that one in there. Hallelujah. So, Lord, we thank you for the word that you've laid on Jen's heart today. Father, we open our spiritual ears. We ask that you would open our senses to hear. And, Father, that our will would be engaged, that we might actually obey what you're bringing to us in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You're my favorite speaker. <laughs> and your favorite wife. Thanks. And your favorite, yeah. Um, did you hear him say, I hope we'll obey? Because I'm thinking we might do an activation at the end. All right. So uh, we, we're talking about Passover, and it's lovely to see friends and family this morning. And uh, I, was, I was looking at the Passover story, and I was um, impressed by the song of Moses. So if you turn your Bibles in your Bibles to Exodus, um, we see from Exodus 13, from verses 17 through to chapter 14 and verses 31 into into the whole of chapter 14 you see the the actual exodus of the children of Israel the passing over or the passing out of Egypt into what was going to become the promised land to them but of course you don't just go from A to Z do you there is a process that you go through even in your deliverance even in your becoming a Christian it isn't just from this to that there is a process we don't, we transformed with us in our spirit, but uh, there's a lot of other things that take time to correspond with that action, yes? So then through 15, 1 to 19, we see Moses' song, 15 to 20, uh, verses 21 and onwards, we see Miriam's song in response, and then then through, we're just waiting for the... The technology is not going to work for us today. Is there a reason? Something isn't connected. Anybody got any wisdom on the technology? Thank you, Dana. My screen's gone off now, so it's coming on. It's coming on. Here we go. Okay, thank you, whoever that was. Thank you, Lord. So if you wanted a title for the message today, it would be Praise, Provision, Power. Because we're going to see from when they left Egypt, they actually entered into worship and praise to the Lord which then had ramifications, responses, consequences, whatever you like to say. And I want to show you that in our lives it can be the same. It was interesting that Chloe brought that particular scripture. And she's asked me once or twice this morning, can I please read it, can I please read it? Because if you were listening, it was about, I will praise him with my whole being. It was a song of praise. In the watch this morning, we started on one thrust but it was quite clear the Lord wanted to teach us and activate us and get us into a place where we were all in unity, singing the same refrain in terms of our response of our hearts back to him. So praise and worship is important. Tell your neighbor, praise and worship is important. 
praising God is important. So Dave took us through the, uh, the next month's dates. I just put these up in case anybody else wanted to make a note of the next touch points. There's the 26th to 28th of May. There's the 23rd to the 25th of June. Then there's the 28th to the 30th of July, the 1st to the 3rd of September, and then we're into the new year after Tabernacles in October. If anybody wants those dates, please let me know afterwards. So they came out of Egypt and they moved forwards. Ask yourself, are you moving forwards in your relationship with him? Are you at a place of stalemate? Are you stagnating or are you moving forwards? That is a question we need to ask ourselves. So Exodus 15, 1 to 19 is this song that Moses sang. And I think it would be good for us to just look at it because we will refer back to it in a moment or two. Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song to the Lord and said, I will sing to the Lord for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider he has thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song and he has become my salvation. He is my God and I will prepare him a habitation. My father's God and I will exalt him. Are you all with me? The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his host he has cast into the sea. He chose his, his chosen captains all also are drowned in the Red Sea. The depths have covered them. They sank into the into the bottom as a stone. No one has stopped me yet. No. Doesn't it say it doesn't say at the top of yours this is and then sang Moses this song. Does it say in your Bible? Does it say that he sang it? So why don't you say hang on a minute, Jenny? It's a song. What are you doing telling us it's a song? Do you want me to sing the song? Shall we sing it? Who's going to start? <laughs> the point is this. Nobody is willing to go out first and sing this song. I know you will, Pam. It's a point I'm trying to make point is this, nobody questioned that I was saying it, yet it's a song. Oh yeah, come on then, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. In other words, I'll go if you go. Because if I said, okay, I'm going to start, I'll start a melody and we'll all go and we'll all say that's great. I've got to get back in here, okay, sorry. Um, but nobody's willing to go out first, are they? Come on, you men of war. I'm looking at you men. You strong warriors. You fearless guys that you'll take anybody out. If I say to some of you men, please will you come and stand and sing a song, you will go weak at the knees and you won't be able to do it. What's more, you'll fall out with me for asking you to do it. You'll get a huff on and a puff on and you'll get all embarrassed and you'll go red in the face. And then you'll start saying, excuse me, everybody, I'm not used to doing this. I can't do it. Will you please give me grace? It's all about me. Because if you really read it, it says, Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song to make them all feel better. No, they didn't sing it to make them feel better. They sang it to the Lord. 
And if our eyes were really on him, if we thought of nothing else but him, if we really believed that the worship and the praise and the adoration of our heart was meeting him where he is, every one of us would be on our feet saying, let me be the king. Am I right or not? I'm challenged. They sang this song. And they sang to the Lord. They had all come out of that same experience. So they had all experienced the same thing. So it wasn't even an admonition. Hey, Dick, guess what? Jesus has delivered me. Let me sing about Jesus so that you can hear my song of deliverance and you can enter in. They had all entered into the same experience. So they had all got this freedom and liberty. So the natural and the most wonderful response was to sing back to him. They were giving themselves back to him in their song. It was a whole different light on why we come to church and what we do. We wander into the church <coughs> meeting and we'll see whether they're singing the song I like at the speed I like and whether it's really going to get me going and then I might join in. But if we really believed that this was a holy moment and a portion for us to enter into, we would be running to the altar. Judah goes first. We're talking about Passover. Judah is the tribe that went out to war first. But the only reason they could go out to war first was because they had trained themselves in the worship of the Most High God. The only reason David could take out Goliath was that he had trained himself in a secret place of worship and prayer and intercession. It's the only place where you're going to gain strength to have your eyes on him and then nothing else matters. I don't care whether they like the tune I'm singing. It's all about him. It's all about him. He's worthy. He's, he's hearing what I'm singing. He's hearing the heart cry inside of me. Amen? And so we won't go on and carry on singing it just yet or saying it just yet. Then we have Miriam's song in response to Moses' song. So Moses is singing and the children of Israel are singing to the Lord all these wonderful things about him, to him, what he's done for them. And then it says Miriam uh, the Lord, it says, uh, well, let's just have a look, uh, verse 20. And Miriam the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took a timbrel in her hand, and all the women went with her with timbrels and dances. And Miriam answered them, sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously, the horse and the rider he has thrown into the sea. So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea, and they went out into the wilderness. Now, it's important to understand there is great joy released when we make Jesus our highest ambition, our highest focus. The reason why he's given us this vehicle of praise and worship is because something transacts in our life, our psyche, our spirit, our makeup if we sing. It does you good to sing. Tell somebody, praise looks good on you. It is a good thing to sing to the Lord. Well, you'd agree with that. Everybody would agree with that. Listen to this. This is a, a Jesuit priest wrote this once. And if, you, if you've got sharp eyes around the building, you will find that on one of the walls in this building, this has been wonderfully calligraphed for Steve and I many years ago. And it's hanging on a wall in this building. It says this. In singing, a man becomes, as it were, a pouring out and a gift. Because song, compounded of the breath which he breathes out from his inmost self, 
and of the sound of his voice, which he cannot be held or imprisoned, is the free expression of himself, the manifestation of his interior being and the gratuitous giving of his personality. Brought face to face with entrancing beauty, man lifts up his heart in a cry of admiration. He comes forth from himself in the sound of his voice that he may be carried towards the object of his Finally, song is the living, living people that are alive sing. Living portrayal of spiritual self-giving. It is the gift of love whereby man sets himself free in joyous abandonment and complete affirmation, knowing that precisely there, when he seems to lose himself, is in fact where he finds and expresses himself to the full. His very being gushes forth under the impulse or attraction of love, which is heart overflowing or vanquished, is no longer able to contain. Why don't we sing? Because we're not full. My heart is contained. If I, w- if I was overwhelmed with gratitude and adoration for what Jesus had, had done, I wouldn't be able to stop myself singing. What Jesus has done for me is great the best thing ever but there's so many other things so many other things that I could thank him for right now I want to be a person where he is the only one worth singing about amen why is this important and why do I feel so provoked about this at this point is because Passover is a time where they came through and they sang but in the earth today The enemy has a plan. And if you read Revelation, and Mike Bickle has some great uh, resources on on the end times, and particularly the goal of the Antichrist in raising up, guess what? A worship movement. It's incredible if you look through Revelation, the amount of scriptures that say, and the beast will be worshipped, and the Antichrist will be worshipped. And all the people on the earth will worship. They will worship his image. They will worship the beast. All the people on the earth will will worship. Worship is a part of who we are, and we will worship something. Whoever you are in this room, you are a worshiper. That's the first call on your life is to be a worshiper. What you worship is what matters. Who you worship is what matters. And the Antichrist has a plan for you to worship him, for me to worship him. His goal is worship and warfare. I have no idea what's coming up next. This is from Revelation. They worship the dragon Satan who gave authority to the beast, and they worship the beast saying, who is like the beast and who is able to make war with him? This is actually going to take place. We are going to see men and women worshiping the false one, the Antichrist. And they won't just be singing pretty songs to him, how great he is and how mighty he is. Their whole being, taken captive by entrancing beauty, will give themselves over to him. When you worship, do you just sing to him or do you give yourself to him? 
you know what it feels like to give yourself to him? Do you know whether I am or am I not? You know what I say about someone who, when they say, I don't know whether I'm saved or not, I say, well, you're not. Well, how do you know that I'm not? Because I don't know whether I am or I'm not. I tell you if, you, if you, if you don't know whether you are or you're not, you're not. Because when you are, you know you are. So the question is, do I know when I'm giving myself in worship or when I'm just singing? And if your answer today in your own heart is, I'm not sure about that, maybe that's your assignment this week. To get alone with him and just say, Lord, I'm going to start where I know to start. I'll sing my favorite song to you. (laughs) The song that I know lifts my heart, the song that I know is a good song to sing, and let's see where we go. Because there's a moment of transaction in worship where you give yourself, and it's a spiritual giving, and that's your sacrifice. It's not a sacrifice if I say, let's sing a song now and let's all lift our hands, and you go, don't fancy doing that today, but I'll do it anyway because she said I should. That's not a sacrifice. Sacrifice is when something leaves you because you've given it and you know it's gone. Sacrifice is when you've given something and you know it's gone. I'm very dissatisfied when I'm in a worship time and I haven't reached that point. Why? Because the nature of it is to give. For God so loved the world that he gave. If you're a lover of God, you will be a giver. And therefore, if you don't give and you withhold, you know about it. In a relationship, you know about it. I know when I'm withholding. Can you smile sweetly? Nice to see you. Don't come too close. Because you're not going to get the giving. Am I right? So when they were singing this song, it wasn't a knees up. Hey, we've come through the Red Sea. (laughs) We're going into the wilderness. We're going into the promised land, out of the wilderness. Let's have a knees up. Let's have a party. It wasn't like that. They had come through the most horrendous things. They would have been a broken people. They would have been a, we don't know where we're going, what we're facing. They would have been a broken hearted people. It would, have been, it would have been traumatic, traumatic. So to come out and realize just what he has done for us today would have been a <gasps> the most natural response. How can we give something back to him? Let's give ourselves in this song. Satan's two main goals in his war against God's people is to raise up a worship movement in which he and the Antichrist are worshipped by all nations and to exterminate the Jewish people so that the remnant of Israel can't invite Jesus back as the Messiah. And he is going to stop at nothing to get that on the earth. That is why, my friends, it is utmost of utmost importance that you are aligned with a people who are pro-Israel, loving the land and the people of Israel. That's your only sure way of being on the right side. And to be with a people who are pressing in and out the worship paradigm. Amen? You can go to plenty of places and sing songs. But we choose the songs carefully. Do you notice that? 
and we believe what we're singing. I didn't get many amens there. So, what else will Antichrist do or be? He will be a, a powerful, evil political leader. He will be a military genius. He will be an oratorical genius. He will be a political genius. He will be a commercial genius. He will be a religious genius. He will be an intellectual genius. And he will be an occult genius. These are Mike Bickles' notes, by the way. These, slide, these couple of slides. Because I wanted to show you that when we start to sing and declare and proclaim our God, he is this and much more. Our God is greater. Our God is stronger. God, you are higher than any other. But each one of these attributes of the Antichrist will be in manifestation, full-blown manifestation. You and I will be seen to be the odd ones out. What do you mean you can't see how fantastic this person? Why wouldn't you want to worship this person? He's everything we need. You better have built a history with Jesus so that you know he's this and much more. Ah, oh, but my God. Ah, oh, but my Jesus. Ah, oh, but my God. Ah, oh, but my Jesus. If you want the notes afterwards, you're very welcome to have them. The nature of Antichrist will be he will be fully man and fully demon because our God is fully man and fully God. Not equal and opposite. Satan will always be, Antichrist will always be a created being, but our God is greater, higher. He's the creator God. So the two responses of nations will, to, will be to worship Satan and to fear resisting him. That is why you hear constantly as the Lord moves us through the feasts and as we come into services, how he deals with fear, 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 fear. And you think, oh, he's in fear again. Because it will be the one stronghold in people's lives. They, some people will not be able to resist Antichrist because of fear overtaking them. Fear will actually dominate them and make them worship him. That's why you need to have conquered fear in your own life. Fear of the enemy. So when I say, who's going to be the man in the house that's going to stand up here? The first thing you need to realize is fear will stop you doing that. And I could give you a list of things that will go through your head that you have to overcome. All the things about what you feel about yourself, but then what about all the things other people are going to think about you? They sing better than me. They've done it before. They've got more experience. I don't know what to say. I'm going to fumble. Does it matter? The fact that you're actually making a stand and you're lifting up your voice, if it's for him, who cares what man on earth is hearing? It's got to be for him. Worship. The military conqueror will suddenly turn into a religious leader. The nations will be awestruck. He will look invincible to unbelievers. And all will ask, who can resist a war against him? It's in the Bible. This is what's going to happen. And we think we just come to church and sing a few songs. Boy, oh boy, if I could smash that lie today, I'd have done a good job. 
be in the company of believing people who understand the power of praise and worship, there is nowhere else on earth I would rather be. I think the Lord wants to take us up in this next season into new realms of, of praise and worship. We started to touch something at the very end. We weren't supposed to sing You Unravel Me with a melody in the same tune as the person that wrote it. Can you see how we try and slip into it? And we try and go, oh, we'll default into what we know. Because if we do what we know, we know it's safe. We know it works. We know somebody else has gone before us. But if I sing a tune that nobody else has ever heard and words that are not written down, I'm in a realm now where, oh, I'm following the Holy Spirit. And it feels a bit unsteady. And I don't know what to say or what to sing or how the tune should go or what the beat is or the rhythm. But he does. He's a river. He's like oil. He's a flow. The first time um, you hear the word praise in the Bible is in Genesis. We're not going to turn to it, but it's in Genesis 4. You can look at it when you get home. And it's the... The man that was the father of all the ones that made instruments in Genesis, and his name was Jubal, where we get the word jubilant, jubilation. And that word, Jubal, is the father of all the ones that made the praise instruments. It's the first, the first occasion we start to look at and see about, about instruments of praise. And it means to flow. So the difference between me singing or saying this you know, then sang Moses and children of Israel this song unto the Lord and spake, saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously, gloriously. The difference is my words have spaces in between them. Yeah. But when I sing this sermon to you and I share my heart with you, it comes like a melody. And he's wonderful. It's a flow. And there is a dynamic of the Holy Spirit released on the flow that is not released on the words. That's why worship is a giving of yourself. You are the gift. Worship is the giving. Sorry, it's not is a. It's is the giving of yourself. Hebrews 7, 7 says... The lesser is blessed by the better. What do I mean by that? It means that you can't outgive God. So if I declare to him how wonderful he is, and if I lift up my life and my heart in an expression of praise to him, I am automatically, I can't help it, but I'm positioned for his attention. He receives, because he's spirit, and I'm spirit, he receives from me spirit to spirit. And he cannot be outgiven. So if you praise him, the extent of your praise overflow will return to you. It, it's just the nature of who he is. He is a giving God. And the lesser, he said this, the lesser is blessed by the better. You can't outgive him. Well, what if I just keep praising him and keep praising him and keep praising him and worshiping him and loving him? Surely he's just going to say, that's enough. Please stop. No, you'll just increase and increase and increase and increase and increase and increase and increase. It's a key to your advancing in your next season. 
Now, these two scriptures are two of my favorites. Ephesians 5.18 says, Be not drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Yes, we all know that. You know what it says next? Singing or speaking, I don't quite know. Singing some songs, uh, something about singing. Let's turn to it. How many have ever underlined it in your Bible? Not enough of us, that's how many. So this would be a good scripture to underline and to learn off by heart. Ephesians 5, 18. Actually, if you go from 17, it's good. Be not you unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. But, so this is the Lord's will. Here we've got a command. Be, do not be drunk with wine, which is an excess or dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves. That's me and anybody in my vicinity. You speak to yourselves in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for what is done for you today. For the days when you're going through it, and it's great. For all things to God and the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So be filled with the Spirit. A person who is filled with the Spirit will overflow with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Go over to Colossians. Colossians 3.16 says a similar thing, except it says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing who? One another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father by him. So, hang on a minute. Let the word of Christ dwell in Singing to the Lord, but admonishing one another in psalms, hymns and spiritual songs. Is that just singing somebody else's revelation? A song that somebody else has sung or written? No. Because that word there, spiritual songs, is songs of the pneuma, the breath of the spirit. It's actually the word pneumaticos ode. It means songs of the pneuma or the power of God. It's not just singing what you heard yesterday. It's singing the now revelation that the Lord is saying and, and revealing over that person. We, re, we, we default to old methodology and old things, and we wonder why we're not actually seeing the release of God. It's because he's moved into a new place. He's in a new season. He's saying this today, not that today. He never changes, but he certainly changes what he does. And I think we need to realize as we're people of the Spirit, we've got to find a way of hearing what's going on in heaven. It's as Francesca said earlier, the Revelation 4. We have access into those heavenly places by our praise and worship. It causes us to ascend. It causes us to transact up there. And then we bring down Revelation and we sing it out here and it has power. Pneumaticos ode. That's where we get the word pneumatic from, pneumatic drill. So we have to ask ourselves, what is the motive and our focus? Is he the object of your desire? If our motive is right and our desire is right, every one of us would be up here first demonstrating Judah and saying, I'll go first. I'll sing a song unto the Lord. Some of you are going to get an opportunity in a minute. 
just giving you a heads up so you can incubate. If you want to overcome any fear, demons in your life today, I'm going to give you an opportunity. But you could take them home with you and keep them if you don't want to get rid of them. One of the things that I recognized as we looked, go back into Exodus. I'm not going to take a long time, but if you go back into Exodus. Um, and I just want you to see something here. That the Passover, and the praise after the, the great deliverance led to some things. It leads to provision. In Exodus 16, after Moses has sung this song and they've actually given themselves to the Lord, he provides manna and they get a bit fed up with the manna and he sends the quail for them. And then they complain again, that we haven't got any water now, and you see the provision of water. So, so we could say that our praise and worship rightly given to the Lord will cause a provision to flow into our lives, yeah? And then beyond that, if you go from 15 through 16 and the manna and the quail and uh, 17, the water from the rock, we see in verse 8 of 17 the first recorded battle. Did we not read in the song of Moses that he said the Lord is a man of war? He led them into the land and he took them into a battle. And we can see that the Passover and the praising in Passover leads to power over the enemy. And in this battle, M Moses held up his arms and Aaron and Hur held up, is that right? Held up his arms. And as they came into unity and alignment with him, they prevailed against the enemy. Can I encourage you? That when we are in a time in the can of praise and worship or intercession, you being, when I say aligned, I'm talking about get in with flow, get in with a brother or sister that is moving in the spirit because your unity is just as if you're lifting up the arm. Could it be that if you're standing at the back or you're doing your own thing or you're having a chit chat, could it be that we can't really prevail at the front? Question. And I don't mean at the front because we're something great out here. Don't, don't we give you enough place to come and do what you feel need to do? Do we need to find a way where victory is certain? And these are some of the keys that we see in Scripture. I don't know that Moses would have prevailed if one of the guys had said, you know what, I just want to go over and have a chat with my friend over here. <coughs> Somebody on the battlefield may have lost their life. God did a stretch to release angels and he has them to dispatch. But the ones he's depending on to release the sound to release the angels, I think I'll just finish my coffee. I'll get in there when getting warmed up a bit. I want to find a way that the army of the Lord, the, the body of the Lord, that somehow things transact when we're in here.
And these are just some of my random thoughts. So it's time for us to look back at this song, Moses. Let's just, I am going to read it. I know it's a song, but I'm going to read it. Where did I get to? Four, six, did I get? Let's go from six. Pardon? Okay. Okay, I'm going to go from six. I'm going to go fast. So watch, I want you to observe what they were saying and why they were saying it. Your right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in power. Your right hand, O Lord, has dashed in pieces the enemy. And in your greatness of, of your excellency, you have overthrown them that rose up against you. You send forth your wrath, which consumed them as stubble. And with the blast of your nostrils, the waters were gathered together. Hey, how did they get to that one? <laughs> with the blast of your nostrils. Fancy singing that. With the blast of your nostrils. I don't know how they sang it. But with the blast of your nostrils, you split. You split the sea so I could walk right through it. Has anybody here ever had the experience that you know you've been delivered of something? That's your splitting of the sea. At that moment when you're singing that, you should be remembering that one occasion when you couldn't get free of that enemy. He'd overtaken your soul. He'd overtaken your mind. He'd done something to you, and God delivered you. Oh, Rabba, Shakarabasanda, I'm getting excited now. With the blast of your nostrils, the waters were gathered together. The flood stood upright as a heap, and the depths were congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy said, I will pursue, I will overtake, I will divide the spoil. But guess what? I said, I will overtake. My lust shall be satisfied upon them. I will draw my sword. My hand shall destroy them. You blew with your wind and the sea covered them. They sank as lead in the mighty waters. Who is like unto you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? You stretched out your right hand and the earth swallowed them. You in your mercy have led forth the people which you have redeemed. Lord, you've redeemed me. You've led me forth. You've brought me out. Can you see? You have guided them in thy strength and thy holy habitation. The people shall hear and be afraid. Sorrow shall take hold on the inhabitants of Philistia. Then the dukes of Edom shall be amazed and the mighty men of Moab, trembling, shall take hold upon them. All the inhabitants of Canaan shall melt away. Now, we've moved from what you've done to what you're going to do. Can you see that? We've moved from, Lord, you did this. Lord, you did that. Lord, you did the other. Lord, you're great. Lord, you're great. Lord, you're great. And this is what you're going to do. The people shall hear and be afraid. Then the dukes of Edom shall be amazed. Fear and dread shall fall upon them by the greatness of your... Now, what the Lord has done is he's taken their words of praise for what their situation is. It's all about you. It's all about you. It's all about you. And the Lord has turned that around so that they can slingshot the prophetic word and the Lord can ride on that word to the enemy camp. This is what you're going to do. This is what you're going to do. This is what you're going to do. And the Lord's looking down and going, they believe I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And somehow we have to get our eyes off ourselves and our circumstances in our praise and then say, and because of this, you can now do this. Because of this, you can now, because you turn that nation, because that nation over there has got a godly government, because of that, you can do it here. You've done it there, you can do it here. You did it then, you can do it now. Okay? We've got to start to use what God has already done as power against the enemy to say, and God's going to do it here, and he's going to do it now, and he's going to do it with us. Are you still with me? 
Fear and dread shall fall upon them. By the greatness of your arm, they shall be as still as a stone. Till your people pass over, O Lord, till the people pass over which you have purchased. You shall bring them in and plant them in the mountain of your inheritance, in the place, O Lord, which you have made for thee to dwell in the sanctuary, O Lord. Now, this song, it says in my Bible, is Moses' song. It's Moses' experience. I haven't physically walked through the Red Sea. Have you? No. But has the Lord brought you out of some things? Has he delivered you out of some things? Can you give shape to what he's delivered you of? I used to smoke. I don't smoke now. I'm not just using this as an example. I've never smoked. You know, I used to do this and now I don't. Or I was in that bondage and I'm not now. You can all give shape to that. That's your song. That's your song. You can't sing that you have the best husband in the whole world. I can. It's my song. Okay? It's time to sing your own song. It's time to put your words and sing your own song. 